Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. We invite you to join us on this voyage as we learn about a terrestrial star that embodies many Sagittarius qualities and tends his great fire very well. Space Court, Space Court. We would like to introduce you to freelance philosopher Rachel Villiverde. Cancer Sun, Cancer Moon, Gemini Rising. How would you describe yourself? In relation to? Who you are, what you do, and your philosophies surrounding this existence. We would like to introduce you to Grand Trine Outlaw, Tamor. Okay, so we'll start there. Who am I? My astrological self is a Sagittarius Sun, a Leo Moon, and I'm an Aries Rising. And for those of your listeners who are, you know, oriented in astrology, they'll realize that all three of those are fire signs. Mm. My three main signs are fire signs. I hold the Grand Trine in my natal chart. Sounds important. Tell me more. It's. I think it's more of a self. Really? I, I don't know if it's Grand, actually important. Grand Trine, right? Just, That's. I don't. I don't fully understand um, what that entails. I just know that if my natal chart just is a triangle, it looks cool. Like an equilateral triangle. Mm-hmm. It's an nice. equilateral triangle. That's cool. That yeah. is interesting, though. I, wonder I should what that revisit means. that. I think that I understood at some point that it was kind of one of those like gift curses. Maybe there's a lot of power in that, but it's also a lot to harness. Okay. A lot to deal with. Okay. If it's not, you know, sitting with you correctly. Right. In astrology, a grand trine is a pattern that forms when three planets on a chart are the same distance from each other, creating an equilateral triangle. This shape is believed to foster confidence, creativity, flow, and harmony. A grand fire trine is quite rare. It is said to bring great gifts that can be cultivated through hard work, but it can also result in negative behaviors and criminal activity. My uh, Chinese astrology is fire tiger. Hmm. My Aztec astrology is fire monkey. Hmm. Every astrological system that I've looked at is a fire sign. That is interesting. As a child, I was obsessed with fire. Mm. Loved. I mean, I think it's a pretty common thing, but yeah. yeah. Still to this day, I mean, it's a human thing, but I could sit and stare at a fire for a very long time and say nothing to anyone. Have you seen Lava yet? No. What's that? Lava? It's a film? No. Like actual actual. lava. (laughs) (laughs) Have I seen Lava? You would know if you've seen Lava. I know, right? Well, I've been to Costa Rica. I've been to Hawaii. I'm trying to think, did I look at pictures of lava was in those cases and not actually see the lava? I feel like I've seen lava. Maybe not, though. I've had friends who've gone to volcanoes and seen their footage. You know, maybe I'm like... 
Right. But I've, it's been so vicarious that I almost can't tell anymore. But no, I don't think I have seen it myself. When you're ready to go see lava, you let me know. I will. Yeah. So it seems like you have a cool, calm demeanor. Do you identify with fire? I mean, having so much fire, I guess, in your astrological... Yeah, I really do. I never stop. I need to, like, constantly be burning information and experience and energy throughout my day and life. I think I'm calm because I feed my fire so efficiently. Mm. If Mm -hmm. I didn't do half the things I currently spend my day doing, I would probably be very restless and angry. Okay. You know, or just not as happy. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Attend the fire well. I think that's part of it. Well, speaking of tending the fire, can you tell us about kind of the day in the life? How do you tend the fire? Sure. What were we talking about before we started recording? You were mentioning mm, some sort of navigation between systems and ways of existing in Mm. society. Mm. Kind of convention, unconventional, yes. Yes. So I think that I've walked that line as well Mm. Um, in a different way, though. I've never fully experimented with money in the depth that you have. But and again, it's recorded. I hesitate to say everything, but I'm just going to. That's the spirit. Uh, yeah, I would consider myself an outlaw. I do grow cannabis in this city on the black market. I'm fortunate that I personally don't have to sell any of it. Mm. I am paid by an individual who I grow for as mm. his head grower. That has given me a certain amount of freedom in mm. that I get paid well to do something I really enjoy doing, which also does not require a lot of time. Mm. In the way in which I got into this current career was just minute navigations you know that finally ended me up here it's been really awesome and i we were talking about privilege i feel privileged to be able to do this Mm -hmm. so as far as money Mm -hmm. and job that's Mm -hmm. where it is and that in itself i already feel like is fairly unique Mm -hmm. it's a weird weird thing i'm an outlaw that's what (laughs) 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 that's what i am right yeah and uh, yeah, there's pressures too. I mean, it's fun, but it's also heck. It's nervous. Gotta watch out for Johnny Law. Sure. When I'm not making money doing that, uh, I mentioned City College being free in this beautiful city, so I've taken advantage of that. I am currently getting a psychology degree, and last semester was just ended last week. I was taking yoga and singing classes, vocal classes. I had a recital. That was awesome. Hmm. Uh, next semester, I'm taking classical guitar, screenwriting, and abnormal psychology. What psychology courses were you taking this? Were you just doing gen? This last semester, I took theories of personality. Okay. And it was just one this last semester, actually. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Next semester, I'm taking two. But it's been interesting. And the psych- psychology... I'm going to try and sneeze while this is happening. I think sneak a peach. The psychology degree is a means to obtain a license to hopefully eventually one day offer psychedelic therapy. Mm. That's why I'm pursuing this. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more about that vision. I just think that there's so many substances in our society today that, like alcohol specifically is what I'm thinking of, that destroy people. Mm. And I would, you know, like to just tilt the scales in the opposite direction just recognize these amazing substances mushrooms specifically that can grow our species 
mm. you know, mm. into like a higher states of being and kindness and consciousness and empathy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a noble pursuit to help introduce that and normalize it in society and give people the opportunity to have that experience and to live and die with those experiences. So do you feel that the degree is necessary because to normalize something, mm-hmm. you'd have to meet it in its current yes. environment Absolutely. and institution? Okay. 100%. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to do it through the institution. So one thing that mm-hmm. I have a belief surrounding is the fall of the institution mm-hmm. um, and our education system. So credentials and degrees to me are meaningless, but that's because I'm coming from arguably an outlaw view where it's mm-hmm. like, prove it. You know, like these credentials mean nothing to me. I'm interested in how you live. I'm interested in you proving that you're capable of these things. Mm-hmm. However, I understand the importance and significance of credentialing things and having some system to filter through X, Y, and Z candidates that claim to be such and such. If they don't go through some series of trials, tribulations, mm-hmm. then what really qualifies them anyways? Sure. I'm in the beginnings of taking this theory to the laboratory, but essentially I want to find people that have a gift of whatever it may be. I guess there's not really a question in that. I'm also working through some of my theory in that. Yeah, But it's interesting how you're saying, you know, to normalize it. And I understand that, yeah, you would have to be credentialed and meet people in that world in order to bring them to the other world, Mm -hmm. you know? I absolutely hear you, though. I mean, it's like, I was talking about this last night with some people on trying to cure the problems of capitalism with capitalism for instance you know it's like right i mean madness. I don't, it's, madness. it's madness for sure but taking it back to education i think i totally understand what you're saying credentials are crap but i think it's the monetary that hmm. poisons it every resident of the city can go to college for free it changes the frame for me that's very interesting you know mm-hmm. i can imagine a world where education is valued in such a way that is a universal right and then that changes the way that I value those degrees as well. Yeah. And unfortunately, through City College, I won't be able to get the full degree that I want, but I can start, you know. Yep. And just having that start is a nice... Beginning. Yeah, a nice beginning. Mm-hmm. So, just taking it back to my day. Work and school, and then artistically, I try to spend my time expressing myself musically. I really enjoy doing that. I'm in a band in the city right now, and that has been really fun. We're performing a couple times a month for a little while. We've taken a, a pretty long hiatus at this point. We made an album, and then there's been a lull. And What's the name of the band? It's called Cron. It's a hard-hitting five-person prog. And I think that for me personally, I'm just ready to express myself musically in different ways. And maybe that's been some of my hesitation of like continuing the project mm. with these dear friends of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I really like just sitting down with a guitar sometimes, like acoustic guitar and singing poetry, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I love doing that as well. Mm-hmm. I'm navigating that right now, how to express myself artistically in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And over the past year, I've tried to meditate as frequently as possible. Mm-hmm. I would love to be doing it every day. I do like minute meditations every day, but just having that practice of sitting down for you know 30 minutes mm-hmm. or so and doing mm-hmm. getting that in every day feels great. Do you but, practice a particular kind of meditation? Um, sometimes I'll do like the guided apps, but I feel like those can become a crutch. So I'll, whenever I feel like I need some guidance, I'll turn to one of the apps and just click back into like a good rhythm mm-hmm. and then turn them off again and try and cruise on autopilot for a little while. Mm-hmm. 
and I would think that mine is mostly breath-based, which is really popular. I've started to try and work in some visualization stuff, mm -hmm. emanating light. Yeah, the breath has, I've found a lot of comfort in the breath though, mm -hmm. especially on this last semester I mentioned I was doing a vocal class and a yoga class and mm. a psychology class mm -hmm. and in all those classes there was the discussion of the importance of breathing wow cool which i <laughs> thought was really awesome i use my breath to center myself quite a bit now and then i do try and exercise every day I, whether it's riding my bike or I, i'm fortunate to have a couple of parks by my house with like little nice. pull-up bars and stuff i'll try and go and use those i'll take the dog to the park and i'll go and do that stuff so I think that's the rundown pretty yeah. much of a day. day I mean, life. it sounds super like passion filled, meaning you're doing all the things that you want, you know, that yes. you're excited about, you know? Yes. And there's reading and stuff in there as well. I sure. I read a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I like to think of Space Court kind of as a genie lamp also. Are there things that you like wish for or need mm. that would be helpful in your pursuit of continuing the path that you're on? I think I have all the tools in front of me. There's like, um, yeah, I absolutely do. You know what I actually should really do? Organize my space. Mm. Right now, the, the space in my house in which I'm able to practice music is, it's just shoving stuff sure. in the closets right sure. now. And yeah. I gotta Marie Kondo that shit. <laughs> just like. <laughs> right. Because yeah. even when it's shoved in the closet, I know it's there. Yeah. It's just pounding on right. telltale heart this behind gray, that door. Yeah, cloud. Yeah, following it's a it's you. a great cloud. I need to totally. remove the great cloud from my creative space. Yeah. No, the telltale was a good analogy too. Yeah. That thumping. <laughs> yeah, I can feel it. So that's I think that now that I can say that out loud, I'm, I might get that done this week. Hopefully. Yeah, it sounds like you're in a good space. I mean, you're coming clean about being an outlaw. Yeah. You're honest about you know the the great cloud that's following you. You're about mm -hmm. to like lift the plywood up from the yeah. basement boards and show the cops the body below you know Gonna eat the heart <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's awesome if you're in a good space and you're continuing yeah. like the trajectory is in interesting yeah do you ever get that when things are going pretty good yeah definitely right? there's it's this um there's got to be a psychological term for it where it's like Let's it's got it's got to fall who's you know? the guy that flew too close to the sun it was like boy's name i don't i don't think i know this story yeah you do no the wax wings nope it's the old greek myth oh man mercury I, is it mercury the no, flyer it was a father and son the father was like a really famous inventor and then was uh locked away in a tower of you're some thinking of rapunzel i think <laughs> Locked going to tower for like either hiding an invention or making the inventing the wrong thing with his son invents wings made of wax with bird feathers so that him and his son can escape and on their escape route the son is enjoying it so much he flies so close to the sun that the wax on his wings melt and he falls to the earth and dies because yeah. you know there's like the oedipus complex right, right, right. which is yes, also yes, a greek yes. thing yes. i think this would be the perfect name for that I, anxiety i support that and i gotta I'll start I'll using it that name I'll later i'll start using it um yeah, I definitely have that. I don't give much attention to it though, you know? Like, I'm sure there's actually many levels of fear. I find that fear to be a distractor that's trying to get your attention. Like, this is the fear that, you know, I think it's a mm -hmm. trickster fear. I think there's fear that helps me go towards spaces that are seemingly uncomfortable, but actually growth spaces if I follow that fear. But these kind of trickster fears, I think are just the, it's gonna end soon, it's gonna fail, your wings are gonna melt. 
that whole thing I think is it's not a fruitful fear mm-hmm. but it definitely exists you know I, yeah. I have it you know I think I've trained and conditioned my thoughts when that trickster appears it's kind of like okay go ahead do your dance okay goodbye <laughs> you know like I, I just I, I don't react as much sure. as I used to yeah know? yeah um, and even if it comes to fruition like you'll just deal with it and it'll be fine and I mean a majority yeah. of the falls I find a lot of gratitude in like that's been a skill that awesome. I continue to use as like okay yeah. I had this one expectation or this one idea mm-hmm. life is a pleasant surpriser for me mm-hmm. I mean and I take and I genuinely mean pleasant because even in the heartache or the tragedy or the maliciousness that can play out in life I'm grateful for it because I think a lot of lessons come from that and I think a lot of growth comes from that and I think a lot of creation comes from that yeah Um, and I think that because that has been my my story yeah fear and silence I feel like there's a lot of lessons to be learned in those spaces I've done some meditation courses and it's interesting really getting to spend concentrate amounts of time with your mind and recognizing how fucked up it is Mm -hmm. and how many things are just not present and not real and the meditation that I'm familiar with is also one of breath and sensation and so I really appreciate being able to just use my nuclear self and body nothing outside of that nothing more than that but just to find groundedness and kind of come back to a center of reality yeah when it comes up and I'll talk to friends about meditation. Sometimes you, you'll meet people who are like, oh, I don't know, it's like, I can't, what's the point? I don't understand it. There's apprehension towards the practice. And I always find, I can best relate it to like, it's like training a dog for me. Like totally. My Catalog. mind is the dog and I want it to not shit on the floor. So, so I'm gonna sit with it mm-hmm. and like train it to not do those things. Mm-hmm. So, and I usually find that that analogy kind of clicks for people like oh yeah you can like tell your mind to sit wait sit (laughs) you know just like keep it there yeah that's great and then when you want it to go let it go yeah you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right go get the ball yeah so that's powerful that's a you know that's a great analogy i'll definitely I'll use that and then the the Greek, the yeah, Greek we'll wax, wax wings. Oh, what uh, is his name? I'll look it up later. I've definitely never heard that before, that story. It's a good one. It's good, yeah. Icarus was the son of the famous craftsman Daedalus in Greek mythology. His father was the creator of the labyrinth. His father also created wings made of feathers and glued together with wax. Icarus was told not to fly too high or they would melt, despite the warnings. Icarus flew too close to the sun and his wings dissolved and he fell into the sea and drowned. The Icarus complex is a term in psychoanalysis and personality theory that is used to describe a particular type of overambitious character. This is the term Tamor and Rachel were trying to uncover. Yeah, um, so when I'm doing my outlaw work, I will, I have a lot of time to like, you know, dive into podcasts and stuff, which is, mm. which is pretty cool to spend my day. Oh, and we're on one right now. Forgot. Indeed I we forgot, are. I kind of forgot we were recording, <laughs> which is good. It's working, it's working. <laughs> space Court, Space Court.